towards the end of it one time, uh, a lady was walking around with a little a jar of popsicle sticks. And she's like, hey, do you want to know how you're going to die? Pull a popsicle stick. And mine said fire. Oh, man. <laughs> right. And, and so I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> that's that's like, oh, that's probably right. among the worst, right? Yeah, that's how I felt. Unless I was, it's explosion. <laughs> like, unless it's a literally combustible, boom, you're gone kind of a thing. Yes. Which is kind of how I want to go. And then, but I was watching a movie the other day with Diane Keaton was in it and she dies and her form of like celebrating as she becomes a firework. Oh, which I thought sounded kind of cool. It's kind of fiery though too, right? Yeah. I'm just freaked out now. (laughs) This is such a wonderful way to start a conversation. So how how do you think you're going to die? (laughs) Well, I do know I have asked for a a Viking send off. Oh, mm-hmm. so you're going to go uh, make sure and they send you out in yeah. the boat and then have someone yes. shoot an arrow and launch it right into there? Right. That's. I just think that would be spectacular. I've never seen it live. No. I'm down with that. I, I, <laughs> yeah. would, I would go that way if it was possible how, as well. Like, is, is, is that even legal? Probably not. I don't know. How far out in international waters do you have to go? I don't even know how far out international waters are. So like are. three miles or Probably five like miles Probably like a mile or off of North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Start an international incident because I want a Viking funeral. It like funeral. It'd we, make national new, international news, I mean. Yeah. See, yeah, I want my death to be an international incident. Okay. Well, think about that. That could be, it could be somewhere anything. Of, okay, because there's a lot of options for that. I mean, you could go the really horrible route, which is you've been held hostage. Oh, I don't like that. Or, you know, death by firing squad. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just man. don't want it to be like hard labor for like 27 years. Because oh, right. I don't got that everybody's in me, man. life. No. <laughs> work until you die. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, but if I could do that here at home, <laughs> right. you know, you with choice? video games and stuff like that, I think I'm more okay with that. Okay, right. so death by video game or wild gaming. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just eating a donut. <sighs> that's my life. That's how it's actually going to happen. That's way, <laughs> oh, yeah. way less interesting uh, than so all tell, of it. That's going to be me for sure. It's going to be that I have choked on some food. Some snack that I've eaten. There's oh. no question about that. This is such a morbid start of the podcast. I know. Well, we, hey, we've moved into snacking. We have. I mean, that's good. Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Love this. Okay, so okay. let's uh, let's officially start this. Right. Mm. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Scott. There is no Jeff, nor there is Brogan, but uh, we do have a little bit of Robo Brogan. Where I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I made a song hey for guys. our buddy, who's usually not here anymore. Hey guys. Oh yeah. This is Brogan. Hey guys. And uh, maybe we'll play that full thing a little bit later, but that's Brogan. So uh, hey guys. I love that. <laughs> Let's get to our guest right away as well. Please introduce yourself. I am Julie Judy. So, Welcome. So, hello. Two thank first you. names? Uh, yes, I am the lady with two first names. Most people call me accidentally Judy. 
That's funny because I think I'm. I almost did that in you our didn't email. Know. You did not do it. I double checked <laughs> right before I yes. sent it. And I Thank went, you. Oh yeah. It, it's you know what I get it. It it's because they're so similar. Right. I had a I had a guy one time I used to email and his name was Brian and I would put brain a lot <laughs> and he hated it oh, so. okay. oh okay i mean because if he was really smart maybe that was like a compliment yeah, no, sometimes i did it on purpose just being okay. a jerk i like that <laughs> the more the more t- I sp- time i spend with you both i'm like i think these are my people you were really like seriously you came in you came in here and we immediately started about talking about like death and stuff you probably heard it from the intro <laughs> oh, the fact dude. that we just kind of slid right into <laughs> she it she came in here from downstairs like she right. came in here on fire she came in carrying yeah. donuts with and coffee. coffee yeah Due to thermos full of coffee. Yeah. Just right off the bat, guests, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is awesome. I've, it, love, I've raised the level uh, of expectation. Yes. You really kind of have because usually for us, we'll bring in something, but we've brought in like cider and beer oh, yeah. today, so we can have uh, definitely have some drinks and such. But okay, I like that. You brought the good stuff. You yeah, brought the coffee donuts. coffee is delicious okay, too. Yes. Where'd you get that coffee from? The coffee oasis. Oh, how about oh, that? I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> mean to lean into that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it just is really, really good. Okay, good. That yeah. is one of our our the coffee oasis's popular blends. I dig it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the uh, coffee oasis. Sure, I'd be happy to. So the coffee oasis is an organization that exists to serve vulnerable youth and homeless youth. We are based out of our. Let's see our. Organization is based out of Bremerton, Washington, but two years ago, we opened the very first 24-hour youth shelter in Pierce County. And where's that located at? We are located not far from here, actually. I, I realize cool. your listeners are like, where's here? Exactly. We're in Tokyo at the Olympics. <laughs> we are, oh, you're right. We are at the Union Club. Yes. The beautiful Union Club on Broadway Avenue, just a, a little bit uh, north of McMinimins. Yes. The Elks Lodge. And this is one of the great places that we've been recording at um, off and on for a couple of years now. Yeah, that's what she asked me when we came, she came in uh, how long we've been here. And I was like, uh, I don't know, two or few three years? years? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, it's such been a, a while. Building. So we're located on 15th and Tacoma Avenue. Do you know where the camp bar is? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, we we're do. just, and I think there's another restaurant place right now in between us and there, but we, we are on the corner north of uh, North. We're on the corner of 15th and Tacoma Avenue. Okay. Cool. Literally on the corner. It's kind of a bluish gray building. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, I was say, doesn't um, Surge isn't Surge close to that? Um, they're a little bit further down. Further down I think on maybe Tacoma, on like huh? Yakima. Oh, they might okay. be on Yakima, I'm, but it's still around that area yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so fairly close to you actually. There's yeah. a, that's kind of around where the old South Sound 911 um, was located because they're across the street from like uh, the jail and all of that stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's you're. Not far. Yeah, you're you're right on there, um, and so you are local. The Coffee Oasis makes yes. coffee, which uh, you uh, have sent us some of the the brews. But yeah. you did talk about like the youth, um, the youth outreach and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you said it started in Bremerton, but mm-hmm. what are you doing here with the twenty four hour um, with the twenty four hour location? Well, my my role with the Coffee Oasis is actually in community development and outreach. But our shelter, which is a we are when we first opened, actually in in. 2019 is when we opened our shelter. We were licensed for a six bed facility. And at the end of 2020, we, we increased our capacity to 12 beds. Oh, wow. Nice. So we provide 24 hour care to youth ages 13 to 17. Wow. And that we- seems to be one of those areas where, um, speaking of when I was a youth at that age, it was one of those things where I would, I would leave the house. Unfortunately, I had enough to, uh, enough resources. I had like yeah. my grandparents, um, and other friends and stuff to be able to do that. Right. But 
usually it's to get away from maybe an uh, an issue in the home mm-hmm. and just trying to get anywhere. So being able to have a place to go is very very important right. for kids at that age. Yeah. There's a I think there's a lot of misconceptions about youth homelessness and we can talk about that either now or later but I have to admit that before I came on to staff, I I didn't know a lot about that world mm-hmm. other than just kind of my own experiences with some challenges growing up, but I wasn't I didn't experience homelessness. Most of the youth that experience that are actually homeless, it is not a choice. They literally have no other option. Okay. There yeah. was a period of time here in in Pierce County when if you were under the age of 18, after 10 p.m., there were no options, no safe options for housing for you. Wow. And it was a, a group of, of women, actually really passionate women through um, the Catholic Women's Organization that were doing some volunteer and outreach and providing meals at the Beacon Center, which is not far from where our facility is. And that's a young adult shelter. And they... One of the women in particular saw a young woman that she recognized that went to school with a classmate of one of her children. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she started talking with her to learn a little bit more about what her situation was. And it wasn't her situation, but it was another youth who at 10 p.m. as they were cleaning up and getting ready to go, these women realized that these other young individuals had nowhere to go and they, they didn't know what to do about it, right? It was unsettling, yeah. obviously, and not necessarily appropriate for the take them all home, but they realized, right, totally, yeah. oh my gosh, there's, we have to do something about this. And so they approached, they started doing their research and they came across this organization called the Coffee Oasis that was providing outreach to at-risk and homeless youth in Bremerton. There is a shelter, which is also our flagship cafe on Burwell. It's located really close to the Naval Yard and and really close to where when like the ferries, not the ferry itself, but when traffic mm-hmm. goes right by it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. So they approached uh, the founder, our founder, his name was Dave Frederick, and they wanted to know, hey, how did, how did you get started in this? How can we replicate this? And Dave, to his credit, he, he totally saw their passion, but he was like, hey, this isn't, this isn't something you just lightly step into. Right. You really kind of need to make sure that you have a community around you that will help sustain you as well as um, support, you know, through volunteerism and community partnerships. And they were pretty tenacious, though. This group said, look, that's fine. We're (laughs) going to we're going to do that. We're going to accomplish that. And basically a year and a half later on August, I think it's August 19th. I might have the date wrong. In 2019, we actually physically opened up. The shelter. Wow. So we're pretty close to the, doing the math here, the two-year two anniversary yes. of that then. Wow. Yes, we are actually. Congratulations. Thank you. I actually, it's not me that did the work, but. Well, congratulations that you can pass on to everyone else yeah. for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Well, like I said, we started off as, a sh- as um, I almost said shit and I didn't mean to, a six <laughs> bed, a six bed uh, facility and the county, Pierce County had always wanted us to go to 12. But we oh, were like, okay. hey, that's a – first of all, we kind of stepped lightly into having – I think for the first four months the shelter was open, I think we we had between three to four youth on our ongoing basis. And right as the new year rolled over in at, at 2020, we, we finally were at our full capacity. And it sounds really odd to be excited about that because obviously that means that there's youth that are 
home was. Right. It also meant six youth had a safe place to stay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we were living into what our, our capacity was and what our potential was. And that means they know about it as well, yes. too. That means people yes. are able to tell others right. who have been able to experience that, yeah. that, hey, this is a safe place. Yeah. If you really need somewhere to go, yeah. and it, do they stay there very long? Is it like an overnight? Is it a week thing? Or well, do you try a- to figure out just... Case by case? Case by case. But we, we are open 24-hour. That okay. means that a shelter could show up at our doorstep at 4 a.m. Um, we – our first location, actually – so where we are currently now was was not our first location. We were um, – on the backside of, of Winco Foods on I-5. There oh, was yeah. The, there yeah. was a – what was a former convent, like, property. There was oh, a wow. children's home there back in the day. And a healthcare organization took that over and there was several houses on the property. And we were oh. in one of those homes called Sarah House. And that's where we were for over a year. Okay, okay. And then in December, literally December 30th of 2020, we got our license officially approved and moved the youth in to where we are now on, wow. 5th, on 15th and Tacoma Avenue. Okay. And we, from in that location, and where we are now, we didn't, we, we, Basically, with our capacity, we're between eight to ten youth for quite some time. And over the last two months, we've actually been at full capacity. We've had twelve wow. youth and a waiting list, actually. Wow. So, and we're one of the benefits of being where we're at is that we have youth have a better accessibility to where we are because we're yeah, in yeah. we're in, in a part of town where there's other services like comprehensive life resources. I mentioned the Beacon House, which is right around the corner. Um, there's a teen child who provide services. There's the Oasis center that we're in partnership with. Um, they have a day, a day shelter or not a day shelter. They have a drop-in center. Oh, okay. And so some of our youth go there, but back to answer your question, what, do, what's, what does it look like for youth to be in our shelter? Mm-hmm. So they generally speaking, our, our staff invite them in, kind of sit them down and kind of want to know their story. Our, I think one of our approaches has been first seek to understand and then speak. So it's understanding what, how have you been in, where are you, why are you where you are right now? So with us being 24 hours, a youth, um, we have, you know, obviously we have, we have a bed for them. We provide meals. Um, during the school year, we ask our residents to stay in school. It's a big challenge. It is. Yeah. yeah. It can absolutely yeah. be a big challenge. It's a huge, in fact, a lot of the youth that stay with us are academically behind. Um, they don't have study habits. In fact, to them, school is something that was is was another safe place to stay, mm-hmm. which is one of the huge challenges that COVID presented itself with. Because everyone that is at home, but they were, they were at home only in our yeah. case, and in their case, there is no home. Yeah, there's, there's nowhere, nowhere to go, right? where to go. So I think that we were a resource that they could access. We're eventually in the location we're at. We're we're going to have a drop in center as well. Cool. Um, nice. And a cafe. Cool. That's f- for the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a cool idea. Like, what a neat idea, man. You know? Well, that's one of the things I think that was a, that drew this group of women to, to the Coffee Oasis was not only were they providing these services for homeless youth and providing shelter, but there was also a component that would help sustain mm-hmm. the organization. And so about 30 to 35% of the net proceeds of a cafe go back towards youth programming. Cool. So we're really anxious to get that cafe opened as soon as we can. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I was just looking at the website, which you can go to the coffeeoasis.com. Yeah. 
and you have information out there. I mean, ways for people to volunteer, talking about the shelter and everything. But even just looking at um, some of the stats, I mean, uh, right on the page, you talk about the barriers and the dangers still facing yeah. the youth. And they're just talking about like 46% of the youth experiencing homelessness were physically abused at their home. Yeah. So they needed to leave that home. Right. And and that's a, it's scary that's to, a reality. And it's scary to think that it's safer for them to be on the street than for them to be in their own home. So having places like this are super important. I do know also that they had just constructed um, another place, a larger place down on the end of uh, 38th and Portland Avenue. Mm -hmm. So there are, I mean, I know you guys are at capacity a lot of the times, but there are a lot of places for this age group to be able to seek places to be able to, uh, uh, to embed themselves or at least just yeah. have a respite. Yep. And it, that's really what I like to say is we're, we exist to be a soft landing space. Um, the other thing too, is that one of the big, large contributing factors to youth homelessness is that over 41% of youth who identify as LGBTQ are homeless. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. The, the 41% of the youth that we serve identify as LGBTQ. They've been kicked out of their homes just simply for who, they are. Yeah. That's just a sad part of society, I think, in general, still. Yeah, you know? that is. And we recognize that reality. And um, one of the other statistics that really hit me this past year is of that 41%, 70 will have attempted to commit suicide. They're thinking about it or they are, are or they have. And that's just a reality that we have to change. And, and I think our organization just really makes an effort to create space for youth to be who they are. We're not trying to change them. That's cool. There's been a rumor, semi-persistent, that we're, because we are faith-based, that we're running around and asking all the kids to chain, chain, sign an oath. And I can tell you that doesn't exist. There's no oath that we're asking them. Um, we really do try to just create a space for a young person to discover who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and, and at times we celebrate that because that's what that youth needs, um, to be loved unconditionally. We all need that, right? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially yeah. after this last, this last year. I yeah. mean, and it's, it's one of those things where if you were fortunate enough to have a home and be able to stay in that home, you were still experiencing a massive isolation yeah. that can affect your, your mental health. And then looking back on that, now think about the people who um, have to experience not only homelessness during this thing, but also the pandemic as it's going on. And then even things like um, knowing where your next meal is going to be. Like every small thing that you are stuck at home with, people just don't have in your own city. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where you can help out in many different ways. And I love the fact that you guys are all over. Yeah. So that was yeah, kind of the cool part about it yeah, as well. Explain that. So you, t- you talked about Bremerton right. and Pierce County as well. Yeah. So Bremerton and Pierce County are the two locations that have shelters. Okay. The shelter in Bremerton though is not 24 hour and it's for 17 to 24 year olds. So oh, okay, a little bit older. Yeah. There although during the pandemic, both counties said, Hey, we, we recognize you're providing a necessity so they actually allowed that facility to run at 24 hour, oh, which nice. was a little bit of a challenge for us because that facility had never been 24 hours. So then suddenly you're going, <laughs> oh, well, we only oh, have crap. this many staff. Right. How are we going to do that? So we did accomplish it, but it, um, 
this is going to sound really odd. I also think it made us better because it helped that facility recognize like, okay, how do we serve a youth 24 hours a day if need be? Mm -hmm. So yes. So we have our two shelters. So the one that is um, in Bremerton, the one here in Pierce County, we have Nelson house with it, which is a, um, it's a residence. It's a home for, for young women that have been, I believe um, victims of a domestic violence and some challenges there. Uh, We have a drop-in center in uh, Polesbo and Port Orchard and in Kingston. And we hope to have our drop-in. Oh, and actually Bremerton is also a a drop-in center as well. And can you explain drop-in a little bit more for everyone just in case they're not sure uh, Sure. or familiar with that term? Sure. So basically our our model for drop-in is that we are a space, again, like I said, was open and welcome to youth who want to access, possibly they need connecting with employment they might need some connections with healthcare. they might need a shower they can do laundry uh, meal provision we'll be doing some midweek like life skill classes on things like how to open up a checking account to what does a healthy relationship really look like how do you take care of your body (laughs) yeah well no it's stuff people need man yeah and at that point too also because people can fall into the traps of i need a place to stay therefore i will stay wherever is possible that is a very that is a i'm glad you said that Mm -hmm. because that is absolutely a reality is a lot of the kids that we serve they're they're somewhere with a roof over their heads but still not necessarily safe but Mm -hmm. they're like well i'm i've got a roof over my head i might have some food you know i can kind of i can leave my stuff here um but it's still somewhat transient and it's not secure yeah you know because it's not actually the home where they have an adult that's accountable to it might them. be a crash house yeah. or something along those yeah. lines i mean i do yeah. i i remember having friends who their parents weren't around so it was just the house the house that everybody went to because right. it was essentially the party house. You can kind of do whatever the hell you wanted to yep. do, which again, yeah, doesn't really, yeah. I mean, it's a roof over your head and right. hopefully it's at least maybe a shower and a bathroom, yeah. but a lot of the times it's not really much more than that. Right. And the other thing I didn't share is that youth homelessness, it's hard to see. You don't recognize it immediately. Most of us, when you come across a homeless adult, you can pretty much figure it out right away mm-hmm. with youth. I could line up 10 youth in front of you and I'll bet five of them you'd have no idea that they're experiencing homelessness, you know, because they look and act exactly like the youth that are not homeless. Mm -hmm. There are some, there's some differences though. They're weary. That's one of the things that a benefit of having a drop-in center is it becomes a space where they can come check us out. Like, are you for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's safe. It's a safe space where they're not sitting in front of a, um, a social worker in an organization that's asking them all kinds of questions that they're not comfortable, either they're not comfortable asking, or if they don't know the answer to it, they're afraid to say they don't, they don't know what it means if they don't know the answer to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, it's, it's the, it just reminds me of even like going to the doctor and being like, you need to be a hundred percent transparent with them because they're there right. to help you. Right. Even though you're like, Hey, have you been, you know, uh, working out? And it's yeah. like, Oh yeah, yeah totally. It's I'm like totally no. working out. Just you're eating a donut, talking <laughs> yeah. to them about it. Yeah. I know. As a, yeah, yeah as, I'm really into working out right. as I use my watch for functional strength training while I load equipment <laughs> so I can get my exercise <laughs> ring in. It's totally, I'm getting the numbers. Look at my watch. Yeah, it's yeah. totally fine. No, you got it. It, it, it helps. Because at that point, then they get to hopefully yeah. let down the guard a little bit. Yeah. And most of the time, they're not going to. No, and it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So right now, we are in contact on the streets of Tacoma with 
actively about 42 youth. Okay. And they're not all homeless mm-hmm. in the traditional sense, but they're youth who are really struggling, may not have an adult that's accountable to them. They may, um, they may not have any documentation. By the way, that's a really common factor with youth homelessness. Is, Are you guys able to help with that sort of thing? Yes, that's okay. one of okay, the... Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so I didn't explain this well. So when we talk about our shelter, so going into our shelter, um, when they first come in, they do what we do. We call it an intake. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we have to identify, is this youth a runaway? We By state law, county law, we have to do this. And most of the time, they are not. Every once in a while, we'll come across one that is, and we have to report that. But most of the time, they are not. So we're getting all the information, asking them, what kind of documentation do you have on you? Do you have an ID? Do you have a birth certificate? Do you know where your birth certificate is? Most of the youth don't even have one. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they have this three-day waiting period where they kind of check us out before we ask them to join case management. Now, case management is much like social work. Mm-hmm. So it's our, we have someone on staff who is kind of going through the process of who are you? Who are the adults that you do know? Do you have family in the area? Do you have a parent that's in another shelter that commonly is, yeah. is or a parent that's incarcerated or an unknown identified? Often our youth don't know who their, who their dads are. Um, and so then it's um, connecting with those other adults. Usually it's a grandparent. To yeah. find out, okay, can you help us understand a little bit, you know, a little bit about this young person to, so that we can help them. Um, and then it's finding out what resources they have available to them that they've already been accessing and ones that we need to help them access. So, um, as I was mentioning, often youth don't have a birth certificate. Right. So it's going through that process of trying to locate one or both parents. <laughs> oh, crazy. yeah. That's- and then going, and I'm not the expertise in this. So I can't tell you all the steps to that. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. But right, that is yeah, something yeah. that we're doing. And then we're looking at what their health care needs are. Do they need mental health care? Most of them do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can Are they willing? That's the big piece. Are they mm-hmm. willing to actually go through those steps? Have they been in juvenile justice? Do we need to connect? Do we need to reconnect them with a parole officer or and or do they have one that we just need to connect with? What's the plan there? Are they enrolled in school? Many of them are, but they're just not really attending, mm-hmm. not in any sort of consistent pattern. Yeah. So it's trying to identify what they're, where they're at academically. And um, like Oakland High School, Willie Stewart, those are, those are kind of your alternative high schools that we might be able to place them in. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. COVID this last year was, we, are, we became <laughs> the education resource center too. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. So another thing uh, added to your stuff then at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, it's, more, it's really fun to have, you know, 10 residents. They're like, we don't want to get up to go to school. You know, it's like, well, you have to. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and it's, we also have a 150-day maximum stay. And that's our organization's um, uh, threshold. That's not a county threshold. It's one that we've identified that it helps us be accountable to what we say we're going to do to place that youth hopefully in permanent housing and finding them employment. It's so. giving it's giving yourselves that, that goal to yep. get to. That yeah. way it's just not yeah. you're like, oh, well, this person's doing pretty good so they can stay yeah. here for a while. It's not, let's keep. Keep yeah. it moving. And it doesn't it going. have to be continuous. So we have a youth actually that has accessed our facility on multiple occasions over the last year and a half. And she's a really cool young person, but, but, you know, rules and we have a curfew. And if you've never had that before, 
Mm. You don't understand it. You're like, what do, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you mean I have to be back by 10 p.m.? And we're like, well, because it's for your safety. That's why. Um, so, but she's, you know, we keep keeping track of how many days. Now, on occasion, she might be with another relative. And I was talking to um, our director of youth programs who actually ran our street outreach for the first year and a half. And she's now stepped into the director position. She would be a, a really much more interesting than me probably to, <laughs> to actually meet with. Mm-hmm. I'd love to introduce you to her, her name. Oh Julie, yeah, absolutely. Julie. Her name is also Julie. Oh, so no. Julie easily. Two Julies. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so yeah, I would say she's the version of Julie. I want to be. And Aww. she's the, she's the Aaron Brockovich of our organization. All right. Okay. Super yeah. tenacious. Going to mm-hmm. do what needs to get done. Um, but she was explaining this to me recently. She goes, with this young person, I need to be careful with identity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, so I know sometimes I know she's at a house where it's not the best place, but I know it's going to give her an extension of having somewhere safe to stay mm-hmm. so that if she has to go back into her our facility, she hasn't used up her 150 days. Which I know Solid, seems like a yeah. weird thing to do, but this is this balance that she lives in with okay, that actually is a safe place. It's not permanent for you. In fact, her mostly her concern always has been is that we'll just call this young person um, Allison. Mm-hmm. Allison has a temper and Allison can get herself into trouble. So Julie knows, okay, there's a really good chance I'm going to get a text message from Allison saying, hey, are, are you like, are you up? You know, like one forty-five in the morning. Yeah. No, but I am now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> come on I, down. Like, yeah, can yeah, you come yeah. get me? Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think she's had to do a one forty-five in the morning with with Allison, but I know she's had others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like okay, well then we're, then we'll place her back in our facility. You know. Well, and it's I mean, like we said earlier, it's case by case. Yeah. Each person is different, and you guys, I mean, uh, with what you're doing, the burden is on you to kind of be able to flex and kind of be able to pivot. I hate that word now. It's like the 2020 word. Pivot. It's like, you love pivot. It. So it's one of those sorry, things. I can't hear that word and not think of the, think of Ross <laughs> Geller and friends. I'm pivot. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, you've got to be able to um, deal with each of their special needs. Cause like, yeah. like we've been saying, everybody's different. Everyone has their own issues and they might have some sort of reprieve and why not make it easier for them to be able to, ex- uh, Access, be accessible to all of this stuff. Like it's yeah. a good idea on uh, all around. Well, and the other thing too. Sorry, I didn't mean to say no, that no, no, so, go ahead, so loudly. Go ahead. No. <laughs> One of the other things too about keeping youth connected with their own community and their own family is that that also helps us better understand the story of that youth, mm-hmm. and it helps us. It helps Julie in particular because she's able to go and then find some additional resources based on other information she's learning. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so it also hopefully helps build credibility with her that she's gained the trust of these other family members. Um, I think, too, this is also speaks to one of two things that I think is unique about the Coffee Oasis. One is that using Julie as an example is she will actually have youth in the car with her all the time. She's taking them to appointments. She's taking them to the grocery store. She's taking them from to a job. Mm-hmm. Um they're in the car with her having just regular real life conversations Which, about a song or music, right? right? Which sometimes Foods they don't they even love. get to right. do. No, they don't really get to get just to like be a let person. the car down, yeah, you yeah. Know, talk about a song that they totally love, eat the foods and snacks that they really like. Because, hey, those are the things that, you know, kind of make life exciting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Oreos. Oreos. Oreos make life exciting. <laughs> um, 
Hopefully my doctor isn't listening. Okay, I'm totally <laughs> focusing on that right now. <laughs> anyway, but but so there's that. So it's the fact that we get to actually – and we're serving youth in, in a residential space. Mm-hmm. So while we're not living with them, we have staff that's in their living space and kind of engaging with them with video games and meals. Like food is that common the, – the, the table is such a common space <laughs> yep. for yeah. real life to intersect with each of us. And so that – um we provide recreational opportunities for them too. They recently got to go see a, to a, a Mariners game. Nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Right it was very, very cool. They got to go to their first, some of those kids went to their very first baseball game. And I would suspect that was the first time some of them have ever been in Seattle. Wow. So you're getting yeah. a chance yeah. to see your world. Um, we have a celebration committee whose primary role is to celebrate youth's accomplishments, birthdays, milestones. Sometimes they'll do like national ice cream Sunday day. Like they're just going to do it. Um, we had a young person recently who had never been given a birthday gift. Uh, yeah. I had to actually re- reread that twice when I read it. Cause I was like, wait, what? Wow. So Jeez, we are yeah. trying to help them to thrive. And so the second piece that I think is, makes us unique is what we call our continuum of care model. So most agencies have about a two to three month, continuum of care program where beyond that individual accessing services, they're, they're maintaining <coughs> contact to make sure that they're taking those steps forward mm-hmm. to move beyond where they had been. We've recognized as an agency and an organization that, that that takes two years at least. So wow, okay, we okay. really try to be in relationship with these youth whenever possible, as long as they will allow us mm-hmm, totally, for yeah. up to at least two years. That's a good thing. I mean, just even checking back in on them just to yes. see what's up and uh, how they're doing. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, I mean, things happen over a yeah. year and it might be just nice to mm-hmm. connect with a familiar face or familiar voice, familiar yeah. text message, number, yeah. any of that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, and, and when you're... Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's, it's good to have backup too, right? Yeah. When you feel like you're out there on your own, it's always nice to have people you can call to ask for advice or get help understanding something. Yeah. Like you said, setting up checking accounts like... Man, when you're worried about where you're sleeping, you know, it's hard to learn yeah. basic life skills like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, um, I think the follow-up is the most important thing yeah. almost, you know. Well, you know, COVID was another in- interesting predicament and challenge we we dealt with because here we were trying to teach youth the importance of social distancing and keeping themselves safe. But when you don't value your own life, none of that means anything to you. Mm-hmm. I remember we had, uh, I think we did a two-part video Zoom meeting with the county for the youth specifically so that the, 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 the youth could ask all the questions mm-hmm. That's cool. rather than hearing us say like, we need to wear a mask. <laughs> and um, so they were hearing it besides us actually saying yeah, it, yeah. right? It's almost like the parent who's like telling their kid like, okay, you need to wear your jacket when you go outside in the snow. And they're like, oh, whatever. And then right. one of their friends, one of their friends says like, oh, dude, you totally need a jacket. And they're like, oh, yeah, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of the whole thing about um, I don't know, by the way, why the why the young person had to be like some Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> well, because those are the ones not going to wear the jacket. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Exactly. That's true. Bro, what's going on? Yeah, what's what's going this on, white man? stuff? Why are you wearing it. that hat? <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to wash my hair. Um Let's face it. That's why most of us don't. That's why most of us are wearing hats nowadays. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what was I saying? Uh, so here we are trying to help these you know, young folks realize like, hey, 
these these guidelines really are help to keep you safe and healthy. And so here they are on this video chat. And I love one of the kids. And I knew he was going to ask this question. He goes, <laughs> so um, this is all fine. But how come some of the adults are not wearing their masks? And we're all looking at each other like, shut up. I know. It's just like, because <laughs> they don't want to, they don't want to abide to. by the rules. Hold on just a minute. Let me go get my mask and put it on. I mean, we're actually doing a pretty good job with that. But that was uh, such a true question. Like, yeah. well, not everyone else isn't wearing, they're not wearing their masks. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why are you asking me to do it? Yeah. So, um, but again, back to that piece I was saying, like, it's helping them understand, like, we're really here to help you help yourself and help you discover you have intrinsic value and worth and gifts and we want to help them live into that. That's so. super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you guys want to uh, get more information, uh, like I said, the coffeeoasis.com, but also they've got facebook.com slash coffeeoasis Tacoma for this mm-hmm. specific one. And then also the coffee oasis on Facebook. If you search for all of those, you can find uh, the information on all of that. Uh, we have the links on, uh, on our notes because Becca's amazing. Yeah. Makes it all happen. Um, I want to have some fun. Sure. Because I'm now chewing it. <laughs> you guys are talking. I just stuck a bite of my donut. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna refill okay. our drinks, and when we come back, uh, we're gonna have a little bit of fun. I think I we like might it. have a Scott topic. What? And we're gonna play. Cool. Is it Tacoma? Okay. And I got some other silly things as well because I also noticed that you like hockey, and I kind of want to talk about hockey a little bit. I I do like hockey. Oh, Excited. Oh. So we will be right back, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll run a die cut stickers commercial. Okay. You're supposed to say diecutstickers.com all the time. Like, that'll be my job in this. I could ask you about your interesting coaster, and you could tell me. Oh, fuck, Jeff. I'm drunk. Just like, oh, yeah. you want to don't make this hard. Let's do the role play. All right. All right. Jeff, you started. Are we doing something now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Act like here. Make, make, make a noise. Bang, bang, that, bang that against the. Hey, Scott, be careful. You about spilt your beer all over my Grit City podcast sticker. Yeah, don't worry, man. They're they're durable. They're made by DieCutStickers.com. By who? DieCutStickers.com. How do you get them? Go to DieCutStickers.com and tell them the Grit City podcast sent you. Exactly. That's where you can get high-quality, durable stickers for any of your needs. Grit City 15 to get 15% off. <laughs> I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, oh, we need to put that in. But I couldn't. I couldn't. My brain didn't work fast enough. Can we do it again? This is too much fun, but I'm, I'm a little too tipsy to be doing this. <laughs> My wife just bought gummy snacks, uh, the little fruit snacks. Yeah. Special and ones? they come in, uh, they're just like the mott. No, not the special ones. <laughs> oh. uh, they're just the... the <laughs> yeah, sure she brought gummy <laughs> snacks. Individual. Mm-hmm. Oh. Would they have a plant design on the front cover? <laughs> so nice. It's because they're organic. organic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, it was, gosh. it ended up being. They're, they're they're just the normal Mott's brand, and okay. they're okay, but they come in the, like, they're for small children. Oh, yeah, they, you get four of them in a bag. Yeah, and it's like, like the one tiniest thing, package, yeah, and I'm like, five total. serving size is my ass. I know, that serving size, what a joke. I know, I when I was running an art program many years back, every once in a while I'd bring snacks, and I'd open those those packages and i'm like what a rip i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry i'm cheating you you know i actually heard i either read this i heard this that on a potato chip corn chip basis like best value for what you're buying which basically you're buying air Mm -hmm. frito-lay 
corn chips are your best value. Okay. You get really? more and less air. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, chili cheese Fritos. So. Chili well, cheese I love Fritos. Fritos. I like the, uh, just the honey barbecue uh, like spirals. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. Those things, I will. I have to get a small bag because I will put away the, the whole, whole thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? Those are a driving snack yeah, for me too when I well drive. Too. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, just, we just went on a road trip to Spokane. Okay. Uh, we came back. So if you've listened to our last two podcasts, those were. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna now. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Our know. exploits. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it was epic. And uh, but road snacks are definitely. Yes. So my dream necessity. job in the in the world would be to podcast about about snacks. Simply that'd be it. Just to talk about. I Do love it. snack eating. Snack chat with uh, yeah. Julie Judy. Yeah. Do it right like there. Don's amazing. Just talk about Don snacks Don. the whole entire episode. Uh, I got a, uh, the brass crack and that's uh, the bar that I have at my house. Okay. We now have a new studio. Mm-hmm. So when you decide that you want to do okay. snack chat, uh, you can come it. on down and do that. Or we can still just hang out at the beautiful Union Club where we're at. I know. This is a pretty amazing place to be. Yeah. I, I've, I've really loved it um, ever since we had a chance to uh, stay here and do recording here. Yeah. We, the, Scott talked about the Surge uh, that's on, I think, Tacoma or Yakima. It's, it's like one of those around there. there. Yeah. Right. Um, you can check out Surge Tacoma just by searching for it. And it's a very nice cubicle office setup. And we're like, yeah, we're not really that. And we don't want to <laughs> bother people when we're in here. And so um, Guyan was nice enough at, at that point because she was still running a lot of stuff. I was like, well, come check out the Union Club. Yeah. And we're like, oh, they've got a velvet room. They've got all sorts of crazy things yeah. going on. Like, it's. Been... Are you saying you don't have a velvet room in your house? I, I mean, I do. Don't have a velvet room in my house. I've got. Oh, a, I got the bar that has the wood paneling because it was built okay. in the set, but it's legit wood. It's not like yeah. the vinyl wood. Okay. So it's a. Uh, it's it's really really the walls are are really velvet. In the velvet room, yeah, the walls yeah. it's are downstairs. It was velvet. Velvet. Oh, I want to see this now. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I thought you were kidding. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh no, no I no. want to. I totally want to see it. In, in the <laughs> Union, wait a minute. Here, in yeah. this yeah. building. Yeah. So you're saying right in this in building. the Union building, which was a club, <laughs> there was a velvet room. It still yeah, is. It was their library. Uh huh. Sure. Unquote. Um, okay. Now there's plenty of uh, office space there for you to mm-hmm. check out. You can go to Union Club to come. It's like a folding bed that came up and down on the wall. The Murphy bed. Yeah, exactly. You could probably touch one of those bookshelves somewhere. And it okay. probably opens up to a whole other thing. That's how it yeah. feels. Because every time I come in here, they open up a new section. And they're like, oh, look, we have all these offices here. I was like, I didn't even know this was a floor. <laughs> like, what is going on? Maybe John Malkovich is here somewhere. Malkovich, Malkovich. It's crazy downstairs, that. right? Yeah. It absolutely like is. Like the whole new area they, they uh, So, yeah. So, they have a, the 200-foot event space. Okay. Um, which uh, wood floors as well, but yeah, it's a nice. huge mantle. It's beautiful. They do weddings. They've done like yeah. night markets. They've done all sorts of things there. Um, but then they took an area that I thought was just like storage, and it probably was. <laughs> but during the pandemic, uh, as everyone does, they try to work on themselves, and the Union Club was doing <laughs> that as well. They uh, cleared <laughs> out an area, made more uh, more offices, another conference room. I'm laughing about your whole the work pandemic. Everyone wanted to work on themselves, like. Oh, I saw too much myself, and none of my clothes fit, and you know, I never want to be in my house again. It was nice to stay home for a little while, though. Yeah, for a couple right. of weeks. A little while, yeah. A little I'm just while. It was, it was nice. kind of nice. You're like, ooh, I don't have to do anything, go anywhere. Yeah. But my- then you started realizing. I'm running out of food. And then there's this whole mm-hmm. weird toilet paper thing that's happening. Yeah. Everyone, now, see, get a bidet, everyone. This is why you get bidets. Oh, we have one. <laughs> Good job. 
That's one of the things that I we was got. so anti doing it. I when my husband said he wanted to get one, I was like, "This is ridiculous. how much are these things?" Like I thought it was crazy, <laughs> totally crazy. And I've been in like, okay, I gotta do. I do have to tell you this funny story. All right, here we go. For a special anniversary, we did a trip in Europe, and we were in Switzerland, and we were in this hotel room called the Schweizerhof. It's a really cool old Gesundheit. type. Yeah, thank you. Schweizerhof. And there was two toilets in the room. <laughs> Next to the one special toilet, there's a very nice bar, like a towel rack Mm -hmm. with two beautiful, very thin linen towels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly where this is going. And yeah. And I'm looking at those two towels and I'm like, if my husband wipes his ass and hangs that back on that towel, I'm out. I am out of here. There's no way. So I just told him, I'm like, you're it. not using that towel. You told him, no, he can't. He can't even. There's do no. It. Or if you're using it, you're not putting it back up. Well, it's also the 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 man thing too. It's like it's not going to be super clean. I mean, I mean, what do you? You remember Pulp no, Fiction when no. uh, John Travolta was washing his oh, hands God. and uh, oh, he didn't get all the blood off. Didn't do yeah, very okay. well as well. And I'm like, what are you calling down the front desk? Can we please have some more poop towels? <laughs> I mean, I so. come on. Well, and that was like. So we have a bidet at the house. We got one of the ones that's like the $60 like add-on. You okay. hook it up. Yeah, and one just, of my colleagues has one of those. Yeah, yeah. You, you spritz and get surprised. And it's uh, – we <laughs> ended up – Yeah. Oh, Fancy. yeah. The, and I tell people, it's like, welcome to our, welcome to our home. The bathroom's around the corner. If you feel free to use the bidet. But at the same point, we do oh, not Oh, you ha- share it with oh, the Oh, yeah. I tell everyone, use the bidet. Go for okay, it. Ours is hidden. Ours is hidden in the master. Uh, we only have one ba- uh, bathroom. It's okay. kind of an interesting. That's kind of why we got a decent deal in the house. I feel, but um, we uh, we you still keep no backup plan. We still keep the teepee. Like we don't have just okay. like a towel. There is teepee, but I also I get well when we have parties. Um, the wife makes us get the good teepee, the Charmin. Um, but generally, does she wrap it in plastic and like put it out special only for? We we up. switch it out. Wow, we fancy. switch it out, <laughs> and because we normally would just use Scott, oh uh-huh. we'll just use the Scott single ply. Oh jeez, that stuff is like you get like nine thousand squares, oh, but you have totally. to use four times the amount. Not with the bidet. You just okay. need a little wipe down to All make sure right. a you wash correctly, and that's why I don't want to use a towel because most of the time it works fine. And welcome to bidet chat. Oh, actually, I could totally do this forever. In fact, um, <laughs> I'm really okay. I have a story. I'm, I'm trying to debate whether I'm really going to tell it. This but the first scary. thing is, people who know me well will be like, Of course, she talked about toilets. <laughs> like, I'm fascinated by them. Like, everywhere I travel, like, I always want to know, like, Hey, what does your toilet look like? What well, shape is it? They're all different. They are. I went so I went, don't like the two. I, here's what I've decided this, ooh, the germaphobe ooh, in me mm-hmm. does not like the two button thing you push down. I don't know which one's which. They, they try to you just tell push you, them both. Yeah, I just kind of do that anyway. I'm just like I'll use all the water I want to use. I was in a. We were in a. Um, for my, we had my recently I celebrated my 50th birthday and congratulations. We were, thank you. We uh, stayed up in Seattle for a couple of nights and the hotel room we were in had 12 mirrored surfaces. No mirror over the vanity in the bathroom. <laughs> it was bizarre, weird. The weirdest place they had them. But though. the sink was there. The sink was there. No mirror. No, no mirror. mirror. I don't like that. No, it was really weird. Mm-hmm. So. The but the shower and the toilet area each had their own separate door that was front to from top to floor mm-hmm. was all mirrored, and the inside. So you go into the toilet, and you're sitting on the toilet. You close the door, and you're just staring, at and you're watching yourself go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, like no. I'm like I'm this. Not, yeah, I'm just I'm not okay with that. No, it was weird, and it, you can't. You you're just like, cover your face. Yeah, you totally <laughs> do not look at yourself. You're like I was telling myself, like I want my whole entire life avoid doing this. I don't want to see this. Like, well, now you know what you poo, how you look when you poo. So I mean, yeah. that's cool. I mean, anyway, but yeah. So <laughs> now you know how your dog is when he's when you're left there on a walk. I always feel bad for dogs. Yeah, the but the street. dog doesn't see himself doing it. <laughs> no, but he knows everybody's looking. You can just see no, it on their face. My, like, my oh, husband God. had a dog that used to back his rear end into bushes <laughs> and just squat on the bush. <laughs> I like that dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Although I like the dog that just walks up, just does his di- business, and then just keeps just going. keeps going. Yeah. It's just like, like wow. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, okay. Sorry about the toilet. Talk. No, it's amazing. I love it because it means you're a person. Well, we all talk have to about go. This stuff, right. You Everybody have to poops. go. There is a book. There's a book. For children and adults, because everyone should know that everybody poops. Well, and I think it's Charmin's. One of their taglines is like "Enjoy the go." Yeah, they got those weird bears too that are really that is, too obsessed yeah, with. Yeah. Uh, well, that stupid song about the hiney clean. It's like, okay, <laughs> this is enough. Like, can you imagine that marketing team? They've been sitting up all night for like three days. Oh, they have. Oh. You know, none of them showered. They probably one of them has urinated in a bottle in the space because it was too lazy We're to get up and leaving go. Until not we leaving. Get a good idea. And then the one guy goes, "I know." We're going to talk about ass lint. <laughs> Nobody likes dingleberries unless they're yeah. at the Mariners game because then they're chocolate-covered strawberries. Oh. Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. I haven't okay, been to yeah. a Mariners Yeah, you, game. Can, you can get dingleberries at the Mariners game, and they are chocolate-covered strawberries. That's what they call them. Yeah, That's like, what they call I them. I don't like the association. Oh, no. No one does, but yeah, they just still do that. It's messed well, up. Well, you can get you can get uh. the dingleberries or you can get the uh, the spicy crickets. Killing yeah, that's not as bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're, they're they're not great. They're but they're I'm just amazing. saying, like it. There's the association no. thing. The marketing team kind of dropped the ball bad. on that one. It's a bad. It's a bad association. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like that either. You'd think they'd come up with something baseball oriented. You know what I mean? But for st- chocolate covered strawberries. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, hard. But maybe but that's it's a lot of better the... than dingleberries. Maybe. Yeah, but maybe what we don't know is in the locker room. This is discussed a lot. Maybe it probably every is. team. Oh, there's probably been a meeting at two about it for probably. sure. <laughs> well, there had to like somebody literally had to walk in. To the person who has to draft the copy right. and walks in and goes, are we really calling this snack or dessert? I guess it'd be in this case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dingleberry. It's like, sure, it's funny. It's funny. It's got People... brown on a strawberry. By the way, I'm yeah, fully yeah, no, now really getting that. Brown on that. the strawberry. Actually, yeah, no, that is absolutely 100% perfect. And if it was called anything else, I'd be mad. No. Yeah, dingleberries works. Okay. It really works. Just okay. don't hit it with a bidet. <laughs> Now I want to hit hit a strawberry with a bidet. Okay, anyway, let's get back to our podcast stuff here. Yeah, yeah, sorry. The important (laughs) stuff. So um, Julie Judy is with us, uh, again, from the Coffee Oasis. And now, before we get into the the fun and frivolity of our games, you are also, um, first off, thank you very much for bringing donuts. I mentioned it again, but we stopped. We got ourselves a couple drinks. I'm actually, I'm drinking something from Spokane. Um, the Day Fade Mango Hard Seltzer. Wow. Born and raised in Spokane. So, yeah, Mango Hard Seltzer. I'm uh, making that happen. What did you end up giving our uh, guest there, Scott? Um, I don't know. A, w- a Wicked Cider. <laughs> uh, baked, a Baked Apple, apple Wicked Cider. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty tasty. It's um, something from up in here. I, like, I'm uh, interested to know like how they called it Baked Apple. Like, know. why Baked Apple? Does it taste like a Baked Apple? Well, kind of. Kind of. Did you like it? I do like it. It's actually pretty good. Oh, and see, it's also I, gluten-free. I wasn't a big fan. 
Oh. <laughs> so you gave her the one okay, you didn't like. Um, oh, Silver City. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I just I'm not a big fan of ciders in general usually, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm doing the ride the spiral, the Silver City uh, ride the pineapple spiral. orange double IPA. All right. Jeez. Yeah, this shit is awesome. It's like this one of my favorite beers. Fruity stuff right there. Yeah. Okay. I'm bringing up the stuff that we're drinking because the right. coffee house is not only about coffee. Yeah. For the month of August, they are doing hops for housing. Yes. I, although I like to call it, it drives my, the guy crazy <laughs> that created this event. I like to call it hops for housing. Housing. <laughs> I'm sort of housing. He hates it. Just hates kidding. it. He gets so, like, he rolls his eyes. The other day, though, I got into actually, his name's Cody Clark, the coolest guy. I would love for you both to meet him. Yeah, we need to party with these he people. He is, yeah, right? he's a really cool person. He this, He's the creator of this event, and he loves beer. Nice. He genuinely loves beer, loves our organization. He saw the two cultures, there's a lot of similarity. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, how can we partner with brewing companies? How can we actually, rather than our being the big receiver, how can we draw some support to some breweries right now? So this is the second year we're doing this. Cool. Oh, wow. Nice. First year in Pierce, though. And this is fun hops because for uh, hops for who's in? We've got a lot of breweries um, in Pierce County in general, but especially in Tacoma as well. Yeah. So I'm very excited because um, one of the first ones, first off, you can get a Pierce County passport, yeah. which if you visit the local breweries during the month of August, you can show them this passport and they will donate a buck to the proceeds of uh, the first beer you purchase yeah. to the Coffee Oasis Tacoma Youth Shelter. Yes. And if you're listening to this afterwards, don't worry about it um, because you can check out the Coffee Oasis. Yes. You guys are going to be doing more events as you continue to move along with that but definitely frequent these breweries because they're helping yeah. out for this month and doing something cool yeah. um you've got a personal favorite of the grit city podcast odd otter yes which is a, right down a, on yeah. pacific avenue yeah they're pretty cool uh half line brewing company which is uh, out in sumner you can go to halflion.com for that that's actually i was just out there yesterday that's a cool spot i haven't been out there oh, yet it's, it's really it's a really cool it's like kind of how do you describe it it's right off the West Valley Highway. I was going to say it's right off the highway. Yeah, it's I've driven literally by right off it. Okay. multiple, yeah. multiple yeah. times. I yeah. just, um, I've just never stopped for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Odd Otter, and you can go to oddotterbrewing.com. Uh, Elkhead Brewing Company out in Buckley. Out in Buckley. Nice. Uh, and then uh, in Puyallup, I think Scott might know about the Powerhouse Restaurant and Brewery. Oh, I love the Powerhouse. I go there quite a bit. Also so. another really cool location. Yeah, it's super neat powerhousebrewpub.com uh, off chamber brewing in Puyallup I'm not uh, it's actually camber with... off camber off camber there's no c th- or h there no off cam- what's a camber it's a an engine thing it like, has uh, to do with oh, yeah, it has tires, to do right? with there's like, a giant jeep on their yeah, logo yeah. so I'm like oh it's a car oh, thing I, I don't to, know anything about I this I had totally had to ask that question I'm like look I don't know what this means and he's like oh it's like about off-roading I'm like okay alright yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. that, that one is really cool too that guy's like um, just yeah, a James small Micro brew, yep. right? He doesn't brew very much. No, um, in fact, nice. uh, his his comment was, "It's a garage at your house," is what people most often say when they get there. Yep, <laughs> it's a welcome to my garage. They've got twelve beers, one cider on tap. They're kid and pet friendly. Nice, yeah, that is perfect. Like I really feel that, especially now. Like bring your pets. Like you should allow people to have their pets there. I know that Brogan. Um, Robo Brogan, yes, as you may know, he has the Cosmic Bottles out in Covington. Oh, uh, the only bottle shop in Covington Prime, right there. So yeah. it's right across from City Hall. Um, go to CosmicBottles.com, 
and I forgot that was going. Oh yeah, he uh, they, they love dogs. Oh, I thought you were yeah, going to okay. with dogs. See, and I'm going. Make sure you hit him up next yeah, year. Yeah, you should for, hit him up as well too. Because... We'll put in contact for that <laughs> okay. too because he would be love great. to do some stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then finally on this list for the passport, the station you brew, <laughs> which is down on P- oh, in Puyallup. Oh, yeah, yeah. the station. This is very cool. So you can actually go make your own brew, and he's only one of two. Yeah locations in the state of Washington you have to get special licensing for it yep. that actually allows you to go in he's a really nice is that man. Steve is that the place yeah, where we went? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh what's your name Scott yeah. Scott was trying to get me uh, to go out there a couple times I went out yeah. there it's a nice little place it's really it's really cool and the fact that you get to brew your own thing and kind of yeah. learn yeah. it's that learning that sort of uh thing that's going yeah. on yeah that used can... to be me like my third place after work I would go there all oh, the time really? yeah because I'd get off the train and I'd just okay. have to wait and hang out. So, yeah, so Steve I love Steve and is, all those guys. Yeah, right? he's yeah. he's a um he was what was really cool when I was meeting with a lot of these folks is they kind of just right off the bat were like, yeah, we totally want to we want to get <laughs> we want to do this. This is great. Um so yeah, you can go down there and you can make five to ten gallon batches of your own brew. That is really neat. Yeah. And I what I love about almost all of the the brewers I met with, I'm like, so how what got you into this? They're like we kind of just wanted to make beer. Like, that's really, I mean, that's kind of what it's really about. They're like, we love beer. We kind of want to figure out how to make it. So we just started. And if I remember correctly, I think Steve said this and somebody else said, well, someone gave me a brew making kit yep. and I did it. And I'm like, and then this was fun. This is fun. And yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. See, I think um, when we were first talking about off camera, I think this was off the show. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I said something about um, him being part of that, that crew, but I, I, I believe he used to go to Steve's, um, place believe, yeah. and and, okay. and brew there before he he opened his oh, little thing in his cool. garage. Um, the whole community brew community is really cool, and you'd be surprised yeah. how in touch they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there's the Washington Brewers Association. Yep. And there's just um, you 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 get to know one or two, and pretty soon you start getting emails. Hey, yeah. Um, you should meet this guy. Yep. Oh, this person's cool, and not just here. We've had this happen. Um, on different um states we were in reno one time okay and, and i grew up in carson city oh, okay i grew up in elko so that's pretty cool wait what years were you in elko <laughs> oh no here oh, we go i graduated from elko high school shut up in really? 1990 please oh, tell I, me you were I gonna graduated be like carlin in 96 actually. oh wow yeah. okay that's hilarious because uh there's an author sorry i'm gonna joe malik on this so there's an author um that i met at norwestcon the science fiction fantasy convention um <clears throat> and he's local up here and yeah we talked two or three times, and then we were hanging out. He's been on the podcast two or three times. He grew up in Spring Creek. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, that whole area is completely exploded. I understand. With yeah. Just yeah. all there's like there's a high school out there now. Like there's, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a high school. Oh, you don't understand. <laughs> you you don't understand the, what it's you guys like, grew though, up though, bro. The boonies, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, there was the one El- Elko High School, which yeah. I don't even. I wonder. I've always wanted to know. Like, did they have to? I, I was only there for the, my senior year, so it's mm. not like I go back and reminisce. Um, but yeah, I want I want to know <laughs> if they had to change their. They haven't yet. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Wow. You're like Justin's. Like, what are you guys talking yeah. about? The, their their logo. <laughs> it's native. Oh. Yeah. And um. Are they going to change themselves to the Cleveland Guardians? <laughs> Uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, I don't, yeah, I'm pretty I don't sure know. they haven't I just, changed. I'm sure they're. Oh, I can guarantee you there. There's people there that are saying we're never changing. I feel that. So, uh, yeah, going back, uh, if sorry. people want more information about Hops for Housing, they can go to thecoffeeoasis.com slash Hops for Housing. We'll have the link on all of our stuff as well. Well, so and we're doing it in Kitsap too. So if you happen to want to go nice. on a real, they're doing like six events or six or seven events in Kitsap. So you like, I think it's Hales Ales, Western Red. I think Western Red just happened. Uh, Silver Lake, 
Um, oh gosh, something. I had them all memorized. I can't remember now. But <laughs> well, they can go to they can go check it out. At, yeah, you at can actually go to those so. events. I think I'm going to probably go to one or two of them just to kind of hang out and be with Cody, who I was telling you about, who's you know the mastermind behind the event. And nice. Um, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think I want to play a game. Okay. I want to play a game, and this is a new game. So, okay. Scott, you can participate in it as well. Ooh. But I decided that since we are in a fancy place, such as the Union Club, uh-huh. that maybe we should get a little fancy. Uh, I don't know how this is going to work. I brought napkins for the donuts. That's fancy. It is fancy, as we're not using any of them. I love the music, too. Yes. If you don't know what this is, this is the music from inside the actor's studio. <gasps> I love James Lipton. Yes. <laughs> James oh Lipton If you're is... going to James Lipton me, I'm gonna, this will be a highlight of my life. Okay. No, there's, there's no actual James Lipton, uh, so I apologize for getting you... Uh, no, but I mean like that. the style of questions. And... I found the list of Inside the Actor Studios yep. questions. So uh, we've got the 10 questions okay. that James Lipton gives Inside the Actor Studio. And we're calling this Inside the Union Club. Okay, cool. I like this. I think just she should do it. She seems yeah. so excited. No, no, yeah, yeah. This is perfect. No. Well, I mean, we can do this. We can do this when we're when we're drunk and stunned doing our Saturday Night Grit uh, <laughs> yeah. podcasts. Uh, we can do that to fill in the time for this. But I thought it would be exciting. I love the fact that you love James Lipton. That now, got I can't me do too because I had no idea who he was. <laughs> yeah. I had no and idea Will that was Farrell, his name. Will Ferrell did a great parody of him on SNL. Yes, and I will never compare yeah. to that. So I'm not going to try to be a okay. James Lipton. But I'm going to play this music for a while because it goes for a while. Um, Although, oddly enough, I don't remember this music. Um, I just remember, like, the triangle thing on the front of the screen. Is it Inside the Actors? Yeah, James? Inside the Actors Studio music. I looked yeah. it up on YouTube, and it says, Everyone who enjoys watching James Lipton's Inside the Actors Studios knows the first few seconds of this suite. So yeah. it's the first You're few right. seconds, right. and then right. the rest of it's just... But I forget what school he does it at. Um, I don't... Or not a, a student. I mean, like, yeah, not yeah, school, yeah. but I mean, like, there's a... It's a whole college that they yeah. do this because yeah. there was a young Bradley Cooper who asked a question. You can look up that oh, online interesting. and see him asking someone else who is very famous and older okay. than Bradley Cooper. Okay. Um, so we've got these 10 questions. So I'm going to start off with the first one. <clears throat> what is your favorite word? Cahoots. Cahoots. Yeah, I'm about to cough just for a second. I- Donut. I know, I know. I asked you right as you took a bite into a donut. This and never to happens answer. to James Lipton's um, guest. <laughs> I don't know if they... Probably my they... favorite word... <coughs> Sorry. No worries, no worries. Is the word cahoots, because I just think it sounds so fun. It is a really fun word. You know, like, oh, I'm in cahoots with this, or whatever. Right? And it, yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, the youth today, if they're very... Uh... <laughs> Uh, in with cahoots. Probably not. They're cahooty. Cahooty? No. No, no, no. Probably. Cahooty and the blowfish. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Um, so, yeah. Okay, I'm going to think. The thing it. is, I'm going to later on come up with a better word. I'm so <laughs> mad. You know I what? didn't think of that word. I think no, cahoots I, is a great word. I love I the fact that it was the first Fantastic thing that came word. to mind and you went with it. Um, well, because I've thought that as James Lipton has asked this question. <laughs> I'm like, well, James, my favorite. When I was on the set with Robert De Niro and... and um, What's his name? Marlon Brando and uh, <laughs> what's his uh, what's name? His, Marlon um, Brando, Jack Nicholson. That one guy, you know. We were talking about how we were going to be in words. cahoots with each other to get the director to film all of us dancing around nude. <laughs> I have uh, a recently favorite word for me would be nincompoop. 
Somebody texted that. Yeah, and called called uh, me and uh, a couple people nincompoops. Yeah. I was like, I appreciate that. Okay. Like, no one's going to have that anymore. Second question. Okay. What is your least favorite word? Ooh. Went the other way. I like okay. that. Yeah. I think yeah. I actually have a good answer in this. Um, oh, man. Mine is still moist. Oh, that's uh, a good one. I just that's don't, a good one. I, I just don't like it. Like, I'm like... I'll be fine if you say something like moist sponge cake. Okay, I know what it is. But I, I don't really like it that much. I hate it when people say frickin'. Frickin'. Just say the word. Just say the say the damn <laughs> F word. Yeah. Like say it. Say fuck. Because there you go. we all know that that's what you're actually you saying. Mean, right? And yeah. I hate it <laughs> when a, people. That's a Utah thing. No, like fetch. Fetch was always a thing growing up. Okay, that's your too. Go fetch, fetch yourself. Fetch. Yeah, go no, fetch. No, frickin'. Like I fetch. hate it. Fetch and I know it. a lot of people. <laughs> in my world that actually use that word and I just kind of look at them and I'm like you know what I, we think you're saying so just say it man up we all know we all know yeah. don't worry about it third question what turns you on Ooh. probably humor like I I yeah humor is a huge thing for me um and probably competency when I see someone that's really competent at something like they they actually a Say they know what they're doing, but then, then actually, they actually follow do through. It. Yeah, yeah. They actually <laughs> are really good at it, and you see that. So, yeah. Having having a sense of humor to mesh with somebody is really a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wife and I, we uh, we meshed because of an Animaniacs, the old mm-hmm. cartoon. Okay. There was a very, very, very just niche joke. Yeah. And she responded with the very correct answer. I was like, you're pretty cool. You're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to marry you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it took a little while. Okay. It, it took a long while. And a lot I'm going to of- marry you in 12 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty close to that. Uh, what turns you off? Arrogancy. Mm. Arrogancy and... Um, the kind of pride that comes from really stupid things like I'm the most popular person at my golf course or I'm I drive the best car or um, I have the better table at some event like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff just irritates me and it's irritating. Um, it's the 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 social statuses. Yes. That- um, I hate that. Stuff. Don't necessarily mean anything really. No. Kind of when you and it's look what's, at it. what's hypocrisy. Makes me hypocrite as I'm, I'm both a member of the Tacoma Country Club and the, the Yacht Club. <laughs> but you just... Oh, ooh, wait, so the Yacht Club out here? Yeah. Like that, the, do, oh, do, yeah, that do, one. Do, do that you have one. a yacht? <clears throat> I, I I may have one or two. Okay, 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 okay. Do you participate in the, the parade? I do not. Um, why don't you? Sorry, because... Because that's... I don't want to be... First of all, I'm not wearing the damn blue jacket with the hat in the... Just try not to be yacht people, dude. Costumes and stuff. I, I, okay. just, just, I'm probably discounting how cool just, that really is. It's super cool. But I just, it's one of, it's one of my wife's favorite things because it happens right around her birthday every year. So we go to, to go do it. So yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like... But that's basically, because I thought she I had likes it because she's no. not the one hauling all your gear <laughs> at low tide, hauling your damn packs of stuff, including your blue cap onto your boat and then firing it up and then having to you know haul stuff down to the salon the other thing too is like there's all this like different language oh my god i just realized i had a dream last night where i was i was actually pointing to somebody the difference between port and starboard yep port and starboard oh yeah to the left and right Mm -hmm. i was just telling justin because we have a beautiful view right yeah yeah, you have an amazing view view of it oh my gosh we came up and there was people out on a boat it's like a sailboat they were taking a sailboat nice that's what i said okay it all looks pretty it all looks like it's it's, beautiful what people think you're doing is laying out on the on your deck (laughs) drinking your martini while someone's just casually sailing and walk giving you 
appetizers. Right. What it really is, is your face down next to your waist tank going, <laughs> I think it smells, but I'm not sure. <laughs> or in my case recently, I'm on the engine room floor down in the engine room checking to see, is there actually oil in my damn build system? Oh, no. That's what that's really like. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's what I told him. I'll never, I'll never be that guy. I'm no. never going to be that guy like, okay, I'm taking the boat well, out, and I honey. got bullied I got, into it. Like, I, I, think, I think boating bullied is... Bullied into it. Well, bullied think, into boating. Well, I'm convinced that boating is based on a dare to begin with, like a lot of things. I feel like they're RVs for water a little bit. That's totally what it is. Yeah. yeah they're totally like, an RV for water. <laughs> it's probably... it's. It's probably I was gonna say it's cheaper, but it's not. No, not even remotely. We were looking at we were, we were looking into like maybe our RVs, even just like renting an RV to road yeah. trip so and stuff. Expensive. Oh my god! And you I'm just s- like I'm watching my friends right now with all of their RVs that are breaking down every <laughs> second that they go, and I'm like, yeah, maybe that is along the same lines with well, the boat. Maybe yeah, uh, maybe uh, I'll, I'll borrow somebody's. Or I'll ride in somebody's, yeah. but yes. I don't need to own one myself. Yeah, so you have we, your house, right? And all the problems that go with your house. And then you have your car and all the problems that go with your car. car. And right. then you just smash them together, right? Mm, and then you put it on water. Right. There yeah. you go. So, and then you're having to pay attention to things like tide and... And, oh yeah, and, and wind. You can't. And, uh, you can't say current. that sleeping out there though hasn't been awesome at least a couple of nights. Right? Yeah, it is actually pretty darn yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, sleeping on the water is pretty I, cool. We, so we have. To be fair, we have two boats. We have a fifty-six foot nineteen fifty-six Chris Craft. Nice. Wow, that was oh. my husband's grandfather's. Oh, so that's awesome. We've been restoring it for about eight years, and that's down at Tacoma. And that's then cool. um, we realized that we weren't really woodworkers <laughs> and finished the work because that's all it is. I love it when I'm doing work on the boat. People will say, oh, you must love your boat maintenance because everything on a wooden boat has to be. You must love maintenance. Yeah. Get the fuck out. You know, it's all about <laughs> polishing, sanding, cleaning. Oh. I mean, it's a continual chore. Yeah. But we uh, we bought a new boat this past spring. Fun. Yeah. I so. love you double down. Woo woo. Nice. <laughs> oh, I know. That was really dumb. Even You know it's a bad idea when even boat people go, what are you doing? <laughs> It's like, well, we actually found we actually are trying to sell the the Chris Craft because it's mm-hmm. it is a lot of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have decided we want to be it's it's really a le- it's a day leisure cruiser. It's meant for the guy who like wants to go out and have his martinis and go out in the sound, do a big circle, and then come back in. Yeah. And we really want to go out there. And I don't want to go around the world. I have no intention of doing that. I think that's nuts. But um, I would probably, I mean, that much time yeah. with my husband in the alone. I love him. I love the man. I do. We've been married 26 years. He's amazing. But I could put him on fire sometimes. <laughs> think, and to be fair, he'd say the same. Think he can handle quarantine during the pandemic? Get on a boat and go out into the middle oh, of the ocean. totally. I don't know how anybody, like, we've been on three days and I'm like, I'm done. We're I'm done. like, okay, I know all your stuff. So, but um, anyway, yeah. So going, uh, going back to the Lipton questions, did yes. I ask you the sound that you love? Okay, so I love the sound of a like uh, the sound of um, a goal. So I, I love hockey. So oh. I love the sound Ooh. when the goal goes in. You hear the buzzer. You hear yeah. the, the you hear the crowd goes yeah. berserk. But I also really love the sound of ice skates on ice. That <laughs> sound. So how stoked are you for the Kraken? I'm excited. I'm a little mad at them though because what? I put my name on the list early to get season tickets and we didn't oh. we didn't make it. Oh yeah, so, I had I had no hope. 
I, I I can't afford season tickets, so I've decided that I'll go to some games. And plus, yeah. I just can't I can't make the time for that many games. I agree because it's eighty six games in the regular season. Yeah, huge commitment. And I know um, nothing about hockey, but oh, I'm very excited for the Kraken. It's such a fun. Sport well, you to would watch know live. after eighty six games, bro. Right. Um, <laughs> I need it. to still watch uh, Snoop Dogg did a series of like two minute videos explaining the basics. So yeah. like, um, yeah. like icing and stuff like yep. that. And, it's actually oh, really helpful to understand that because otherwise you are watching the game going, I don't get why, wait, why yeah. are they, why they stopped to play? Why are they in that end? Why are they not in the other end? But and, I am all in. Like we literally just repainted our house cracking colors. So oh, it's cool. That, wow. It's a, what was it? Salty dog blue yeah. was the blue that kind of yeah. came out with that. And Bora Bora. Wow. Uh, was it Bora Bora Shore is the light blue for the trim? Yeah, and we got a Kraken flag and a red door. I think for it's, the it'd eye. be hilariously I'm funny so if you have a neighbor who's like a Bruins fan, <laughs> or or even the Canucks. Like I, they're my le- the Canucks are my f- least favorite hockey team in the league. I they just hate them. <laughs> um, did either of you go to Oregon? No. Okay, good. So it's like the they're like the Oregon Ducks. They think they have <laughs> okay. like this bravado about them that they think is amazing. But well, then you go sponsored by Nike. Um, for how many fire. Stanley Cups do you guys have? Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't think they have. <laughs> no. They may have one, <laughs> but I'm not know. sure. I don't think they do, but I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm super excited for hockey as well. Yes. So it's kind of cool to hear about that. So, yeah, those so favorite are, sound, yeah. Least favorite yeah. sound then. Um, probably someone I love that's in pain. Good call. I know that's yeah. all suddenly went really deep, but, but yeah, no, yeah, no, no, that's yeah, absolutely. Other than that, was sound of a fart in an elevator. That's not mine. <laughs> that's well, I'll laugh at it, but I won't be happy if it's not mine. <laughs> I will. Yeah, farts are funny. I can't help it. Like I'll just laugh. Oh at no, that. I had a. Fr- I was on a mission trip with a friend in China, and we were we had just had. I think we were just about to go eat lunch. Oh no! And we were. I I think I had asked like, hey, let's all get a picture of us together. They'd given us a tour of the church, you know. So we could do that, and we're all up on the chancel, all organized. Fancy. And my friend behind her just lets one rip, oh, and I and 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 we all heard it. It's yeah. not like you can you can't hide it, right? Because you're also in an echo space. Right. Yes. Yeah, so the good acoustic for this. Yeah, yeah. And, see, and all she goes, "Ooh, sorry." <laughs> at least she acknowledged it. At that yeah. point, you can't not acknowledge it. Oh, we all did, except our hosts, who just sat there, didn't laugh. Stoic. Stoic. Yeah, I don't know if they didn't hear her. Or this is like a deeply offensive. Yeah. Like, oh, no. probably. It's either that or pro- they're probably like, those damn Americans, they're always <laughs> farting in our churches. <laughs> See, I, uh, I I have actually, you talk about the fart in the elevator. I've literally, my friends got into the elevator. I hopped in, it farted, and then hopped out and wouldn't let them out as it closed. <laughs> so mean. They were so not happy with me on that, but I was argu- with the theatrics of it all. My husband and I one time were in a really deep argument, and he let one go. <clears throat> And that actually was an icebreaker. Like Broke that. attention. Because it was really hard at that point to like Be try mad. to stay me at mad. <laughs> right. That and then recently I was in an argument with him and he looked at me. I think I just woken up in the morning. He goes, I really like your Gene Simmons hairdo. <laughs> if you know that's, Gene that's, Simmons. That's, that, that's not a compliment. That, that is not a compliment. <laughs> I love her trashy hair. You should put on some makeup yeah. and go out there it's and really perform. really nice Jim, uh, Gene Simmons hair you got there. Uh, what's your favorite curse word? Ooh. Okay. So <laughs> I've already been swearing in this episode as it is. I'm yeah. already like wondering who I know that's going to listen to this. It is not one word. It is a series of swear words. And it was my, step, my stepfather who sadly passed in 2015. He had epic 
swearing episodes. Like just meltdowns? Yes. Yeah. And he would always say, motherfucker, goddamn it, piece of shit. And it was always <laughs> yeah. one. Like it was not just the one. I liked it. It just went on. And sometimes you'd end it with the C word. Mm-hmm. Or he would just, you fucker. Like he would <laughs> Was it when he was trying to drill things into walls? Because Every, that yes. was me. That, that is me. The lawnmower, you know, Anything. trying to yep. dig stuff up. Yep. I think he helped one time roof our own house, which, you know, those of us knew him, just looked at it and said, I'm going to be gone for the next three days. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. I, like I mean, it has to be the F word because it is, there's so, there are times when it really truly is. The appropriate word to whatever crappy thing has just happened. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's still very taboo in some circles. Oh, but yeah. Clearly not here. No. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, so that'd uh, be the F word. Uh, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Tuba player. Ooh. Like in a band, like a marching yeah, band, like or a just tarba t- yeah. Like no, honestly, it would probably oh. be. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was in. I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> well, I do think playing a tuba has got to be. Let's, that that guy looks like he's having the most fun. <laughs> well, in the that. band, you're, you're carrying so big. that big fucking that's a thing that's true. around. I've seen. Um, there was I don't know what. It's like uh, uh, what was it? Honk. Oh god, damn it! Alma Mater did it, and it was like Honktopia or something like that, where okay. they just have. They have a group of ladies who go around, and it's they're all horns, and oh, so the horny they, girls maybe, and they uh, were doing it like right outside of alma mater, and okay. uh, just seeing the people carrying the yeah. large brass instruments okay. is is ridiculous. All right, so but real, amazing. But my real answer would probably either be pole vaulting because I just again. Is it because the Olympics are going on? That's part of it. I've been obsessing a little bit about that. The the, the American (laughs) women won. Did they? Yeah. Wow. Like she cleared it by like four inches. And and you're like, that's such a feat that not everybody can do. Right. Like every, a lot of people can run, maybe not fast, but pole vaulting is that thing where like you have to have a courage that I don't really think I have, which is like, I'm going to take this stick and then I'm going to stand it upright and I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> well, hold yourself a, up, too. There's yeah, yeah. so much strength that oh, goes into that. Oh, my God. That. Like, well, you I totally. I was looking right? at her abs going, I yeah. want your abs. Um, <laughs> either that or I think I mentioned early when we were chatting earlier that I would love to be a professional snacker mm-hmm. and then a talk about chat. it. Mm-hmm. Snack chat. Yeah, snack chat. Or just work with Wes Anderson because I I am a huge Wes Anderson film fan. Fair enough. Fair I know enough. that wasn't yeah. like there's a lot of answers. No, those are a lot of fun answers, but what's the uh, profession you would not like to do? Mine is septic cleaner, honey bucket. Uh, yeah, there's so yeah, many. Probably so many yeah, probably anything. We do have the do. poop. Yeah, they call it the uh what do they call it? The um Oh god, there's the poop tug. Excuse in, me. Well, don't so open dictionary that yeah, one, guys. So you're if you're in a boat. I, well, they call it the or two. <laughs> what? I your boss. Oh yeah. If you want to look up poop tugging on the urban dictionary, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, it's the person that goes and cleans out the poop on boats. Oh, so literally, oh. it's like a floating honey yeah. bucket suction. Yeah, yeah. I can Yeah, you need that. So I mean, because how these do you... are things you don't think about when you don't own. <laughs> right. How do you get rid of it if you're not like right. out in the ocean? Right. Ocean, right? Yeah. Right. Well, can't... it's it's frowned upon and illegal to release your crap. That is the... that is good to know. What happens if you just like go out to swim there and you just you know you know leave a baby Ruth? I mean that's <laughs> not a bad thing, right? I don't know. I mean you know you're I mean, out in the middle of nowhere. Happens, right? Yeah. You're like oh the plug yeah. was open. I didn't right, know it. Yeah. I pushed the button by accident. Whoops. I didn't realize. Oh, you know what? Oh. 
I, I uh, as a small aside, I do remember my stepfather crapping in a lake and then freaking out because it was chasing him. Like, okay. because <laughs> he was swimming weird. away and the wake of him swimming kept oh, it following Oh, yeah, him. that's so okay. And then he's like trying to, guy trying to get up out of I it. I just would like to see the scene of that. Uh, You're sitting on the shore and you don't know what's happening. You You're seeing this freaky. guy kind of, you see him squat, do his deal, and you uh, think maybe he's just stretching. Then you realize, no, it might not be stretching. And then you see him uh, kind of trying to swim fast yeah. away from his own, his own shit. Yeah. I, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the last Childhood question. Childhood memories of Justin. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You, you need you, to be on Oprah. Oh, uh, no, I do not. No, we. Ne- I, I've gotten in trouble talking wasn't about my family. Day, same day he was trying to drown you in the in the park, was it? No. Oh, are no, you sure? Not. He didn't necessarily try to, his swimming lessons at uh, Wapato, and I wasn't down for it. So It's, it's a park. I know. Yeah. No, I know where Wapato is. Say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. this was uh, 35-ish years yeah. ago. Okay. He's like forced swimming. There's... There's no such thing. Four swimming is drowning. Well, yeah. I mean, you might not be wrong with that. They didn't have the best stepfather. Poor little Justin's in there like, you're going to do this. Get in that damn water. Yeah, I also remember the time he tried to get me to ride a horse. And he put me on the horse and I cried. So yeah, oh, okay. yeah, lots of lots of interesting trauma in my Is that uh, like life. Last so week, <laughs> it was not last week, but I haven't been on a horse since okay. I was about four. Well, um, no wonder. Do you swim at all now? Oh, oh yeah, I love. Uh, I, I I float. I mean, okay. I don't swim very well, but I do float. So okay. fat float, so it's all good. Uh, if hev- last question, if yeah. heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Mm-hmm. Probably just well done. And you I know, think, I mean, that could be all kinds of interpretations. Right. <laughs> well done on, you know, all the really, really crappy things you did right. or the spectacular way you it's did not a, live life in the way I wanted you to. Slow clap. No, I just, I don't know. I just hope that it's like, you know, pr- I guess a little proud on his part of saying like, hey, I'm so glad you did the things I called you to do. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and, and we've talked about um, uh, this whole thing being about. Uh, you say faith based and yeah. it's it's one of those things that is going to be in um uh in the whole mantra and yeah. the whole mission statement of it all but it's also about being in the community and doing yeah. things so yeah. one of the reasons i wanted to work for the copy oasis is we live in this juxtaposition between faith and 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 i guess rea- and reality and mm-hmm. people who wanted to find what that looks like and and we occasionally have challenges with this i mean we had we've had organizations that say we love what you do but we don't want to align we don't lie it's not just a specific it's not personal right. but they're like we just don't align with any faith-based you know yep. views or there's people that even in the faith community that say wait a second you guys serve lgbtq youth and right. we don't really know we don't really know how we feel about that and i just say you know what i like walking down the road mm-hmm. and just doing the work yeah and being a part of like they we we haven't been afraid to be in that discussion and i'm not always saying i answer the question really well yeah but i was thinking about this actually this morning as I was getting ready, I was reminded of the story in the in the gospel according to Luke, mm-hmm. where Jesus talks about um, a religious man comes to him and says, "What uh, master, what must I do to inherit eternal, eternal life? And Jesus says, well, what is the greatest commandment? He says, well, to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. And then the man, he wants to, he goes, well, you know, Jesus said, yeah, you've answered well. And then the man says, well, wait a second, who's my neighbor? And then Jesus goes into the story about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was reminded of it because you have a couple of different ways you can look at that story. So Jesus describes it as this man who's traveling on the road who gets robbed, 
beaten, stripped of his clothing, and left literally half dead. And a priest, Jesus is like describes who goes why. And he mm-hmm. says a priest walks by and goes on to the other side of the street, keeps going. And then there was a Levite. And a Levite, if I understand this correctly, uh, is that was a Le- the, from the tribe of Levi. And they were essentially the the self-righteous. They were, they were like the priests who would set what law was. Mm-hmm. And so can, in the community considered very upstanding. Does the same thing, walks to the side of the street. And then you have the Samaritan that comes along. Now, Samaritans were hated by most religious and the Jews because they were considered inferior mm-hmm. and not uh, not religious enough or didn't practice the right laws and behaviors. And so, but this Samaritan comes along, this man, he attends to his wounds. He takes him to an inn for him to recover, tells the innkeeper you know, bill me for whatever his expenses are and then goes on his way. And the reason I'm always drawn to that story is one of the things that the man doesn't also do is he doesn't turn to the guy and say, I really need to tell, teach you how to travel better. You're just traveling in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't Now, Maybe that ha- again, it's a parable. Yeah. So we don't know if this was drawn from an actual story, but the illustration is there. And one of the things that I draw from all of that is, I don't feel I'm not called to tell everybody how to live righteously. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that because that sounds exhausting. And also because yes. I know my own per- imperfections where they lie. And and yet at the same time, I'm drawn to the person of Christ because he had such a wide gap for saying you're all included in here and mm-hmm. you were all equally loved. And I just hope that you'll follow that model. And I think that's what we're doing in the Coffee Oasis. It it really, I mean, just seeing what you're able to do here, that yeah, it seems very in line with all yeah. of that. And it's yeah, it, it, it's there's people in need, no matter what sort of background they have, right. and the best way to help people out on whichever way, which, whichever thing that they believe in, or that they practice, or that they yeah. do, or they don't, it's you bring it with love, right, and you bring it with humanity. And at the core of those things uh, is where then you can engage with these people and then be able to have a chance to help them out, to help them see that there's someone out there willing to help them out. Yeah. And that's kind of the big thing, too, because when you're dealing with the youths who have to leave their home for whatever reason, there's a lot of the times. I didn't have one or that. Yeah, they don't even have one. They don't feel that there is anyone that have their back. They have to do it all themselves. Mm And a lot of the times they don't have the tools to a be able to do that or even to cope with that sort of like burden on their brain. Well, and so many of them are dealing with a lot of wounds, you know, emotional wounds, physical wounds, um, addictions. And well, why are they dealing with addictions? Because they're so they're hurt. Mm-hmm. It's not the addiction itself isn't how you define the youth. It's what what's the possibility. And, you know, I, I look at the compassion and the humanity that our staff direct their care towards Mm -hmm. uh, the shelter youth and the youth out on the streets. I think we've had over 62 youth this year alone that have accessed our shelter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, There are over data right now. Isn't again, because of COVID they couldn't do a point and count in 2020, which is you go out and you literally start doing physical counts of homeless Mm -hmm. and um, in, you know, 
a homeless youth are really difficult to do that with because they're not always out and visible. Totally. So yeah. they've gone off of school data. So in the Pierce County school system, as of 2019, there were over 700, excuse me, almost 700, I think it's 691, unaccompanied youth in eight, from ages 7th grade to 12th grade in wow. the Pierce County school system. Oh, that's crazy. That's just the numbers they know. Right. Mm-hmm. Which and, I think that number, it would be very fair to say, I'll bet you that number's doubled. Yeah. And, and as, so, w- when you look at something along those lines, it's like you said, is how hard it is to track. Mm-hmm. And even hearkening back to the beginning of it, yeah. lining up you know, children and being like, I bet you, you couldn't guess yeah. if you had to, which ones are experiencing homelessness right. at this point. We actually had one of our very first residents in our shelter when we were back by Winco on the St. Anne's convent property. She... I don't know how she was able to do it, but she did it. She would get regular rides. So she wanted to attend Stadium High School. Okay. Yeah. That's across town. It is totally not even close. And she was on the basketball team, I think. And um, she did not want any of her peers to know that she was homeless. She didn't want to take the bus to get there. And so she on on occasion would actually get a taxi to go to, which obviously well, is not affordable. Yeah. You had to yeah. work with her on that. Like, Hey, this is not a good use of your resources. But she had so much pride over the fact she's like, I don't want people to know that I'm homeless. Mm-hmm. I asked a youth last spring. We had a young man that was getting – he was accepted into the Washington Youth Academy. Okay, yeah. Are you familiar at all what they do? It's Not amazing. 100%. Yeah, no. Okay, so they're funded by the Department of Defense, but it's essentially it's a military program for – high school age youth who oh, are okay, academically okay, yeah. behind and struggling mm-hmm. and they really need this like kind of almost Structure. boot camp. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, pretty yeah. intense, but to get accepted in the program, you have to go through physical, psychological, and like an oral um, examination. Like he verbally, like, why do you want to be here? Mm-hmm. And um, we had two youth actually that were stepped into that program. So I was interviewing this young man before he was getting ready to leave because he was pretty exceptional. We could just all tell based on how he handled himself in the shelter and how he was setting goals for himself. And I asked him one day, I said, um, we'll call him Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, what what is the most difficult part about being homeless? He goes, the label homelessness. He goes, because people think it defines you. Mm-hmm. And you're not. that's what you're experiencing. It's not who you are. And that's a hard thing for people to get their brain around. Well, when he a lot of the time, I have to admit that when he said that, I went, "Okay," mm-hmm. had yeah. occurred to me that, and I felt so dumb when I realized it. But I'm like, it hadn't occurred to me that, of course, that would be one of the most difficult things because you don't want to see yourself that way. Mm-hmm. And there's so many. I, all that I think I mentioned this early and earlier when we were talking. There are so many people that assume that homeless youth are running away from home because they don't want to play by the rules. They don't like their mom and dad. They don't like that their cell phones being taken away. They don't like, you know, having a curfew. And and that is so rare. Most of the time it is because it's a young person who had to leave their home because they felt unsafe. There yeah. was, or there was a, there was a recently, and maybe I close on this story, but We had a young woman who had been dropped off by what I believe was her mother. 
I was standing outside with my area director. We were waiting for some guests to arrive that we were going to be giving them a tour of our facility. They had invested in our organization pretty significantly, and we wanted to provide them access to the shelter. Typically, we don't really do that Mm -hmm. because that's kind of sacred space, and we don't want the youth to ever feel like we are institutionalizing what they're doing and exploiting them like, oh, here they are in their natural habitat. You know what I mean? Or their unnatural habitat. So we're really careful about that. But this was kind of an exception, and the, the guests understood that. So we were standing outside waiting for them to pull up, and in the meantime, a car pulls up. This woman get this young woman gets out, standing kind of on the curb, and the mom is opened up the hatchback in the back, and she's handing this young woman like her bags and stuff, and she just starts yelling at her. She's like, "You're making the worst decision of your life. This is the worst place you could possibly be. You know, I don't know what's wrong with you." And then she she conceded to go on and on, and I realized two things. One was, man, this is really uncomfortable to hear this. Yeah. And the second was this young woman is having to hear this in front of other people who don't know or have any context have as to what's no happening. no idea about what the no. story is at all. No, not at all. We just kind of dropped in the middle of this, right? Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, the mom drove off and one of our staff had already come downstairs to greet her, which is what they often will do. They look out for – because we you have to have – even though we're a non-referral, which means that youth can actually – they can stub in at the door themselves and check themselves in. That's hard to do. Yeah. That is so hard um, to do. But unless we've identified there's a guardian, then we have to get the guardian's permission. So maybe that's by you know state law. Mm-hmm. But um, in her case, and she had the mom was consenting and had called, I think, ahead of time to say, I'm bringing my daughter in. But here was this, this situation where on the outside, it would have been very easy to judge it. Listen to the mom's account, which is this young woman's doing drugs and yeah. she's not – She's not doing what she's supposed to be doing in her own home. She's not following the rules. You can look at it from the other side as I'm watching this mom have a complete meltdown outside. I'm thinking something is happening here. This, is, this isn't a healthy way to be communicating this. And, and really, this is kind of semi-abusive too, right? So looking oh, at yeah. it from the standpoint from the youth who's having to experience this. And then there's the third piece, which is us standing there going, well, we can invite her into our space. So the so that what hopefully this young woman needs to do for herself, we can help her discover that. Absolutely, yeah. And create a space where she feels safe to begin the discussion of, well, yeah, the reason I'm using drugs is because of, and that's when sometimes the story comes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm I we have a, a tremendous staff that has huge hearts, tons of compassion for what they do, and. Um, you know, I'm grateful to be a part of it. Um, my role is purely like, Hey, I get to do the really cool stuff. Like hang out with the two of you, (laughs) you know, talk about hockey and toilets and donuts (laughs) as every, as every conversation should be. Um, we have a lot of those for some reason. Yeah. I I always feel like when people say to me like, Hey, thanks so much for what you do. I'm like, I'm not really doing it. Like I'm talking about it and hopefully I'm doing that. Well, you are. Yes, absolutely. But, well, and that's like having like uh, I'm just uh, I'm working with my community locally and even somebody who just moved away was just like, you can't do anything. You can't do everything yourself. So no. find a team mm-hmm. and find people who can do the things that you can't do, but have the same yeah. just the, the same mindset and be able to work together and do that. And that's what you're doing. You're well, a big part of the coffee oasis with everybody. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that. We can maybe even close on that because. 
the coffee oasis exists to be a soft landing space, but we cannot do this work alone. We have a mm-hmm. lot of amazing organizations here in Pierce that are doing similar or providing the services where we're directing youth to. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ways I think we've been able to, um, in a shorter period of time, accomplish what we've been doing that what took 24 years in, in Kitsap to do. Because wow, when, yeah. when they first started back in 1997, there were no services for homeless youth mm-hmm. over time, a 26, 26 year, 20, 24 year period of time. I was told math. no math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate math. Um, they were able to do over a much longer period of time. Well, when we arrived in Pierce County, we recognized, Hey, we are not the white savior. Mm-hmm. We are not going to be able to f- solve every issue. We don't have all of the answers. We have one of them, which is we have a shelter and we have staff that want to care for these youth. But there's some like the Oasis Center and the Beacon Center and Comprehensive Life Resources and Teen Child and some of the like Arlington Housing Project, if I have that correctly. They, they're doing so much other great work too. Vadis, um, oh, there's another one too that provides, um, anyway, my mind went blank, but there's so, there's a lot of other organizations. We just Absolutely, get to be a yeah. part of it. Like mm-hmm. we're just part of this amazing community in Tacoma, and we are Tacoma, right? Yes. We are a gritty city, but we're a great city. And there's always, I mean, there there's that that kind of gruff exterior. Yeah. But it's got the heart. Like everyone yeah. has the heart when they're flipping you shit in the Safeway aisle. <laughs> it's because they're, they're it's because they just uh, are having fun. <laughs> Sometimes uh, they might be having a bad day. Well, they might be having a bad day too. But, a bad um, day. At the same point, a lot of the times it's not necessarily coming from a uh, a, a mean right. aspect of it. Yeah. It's just a little bit uh, rough right. around the edges. Right. And when it comes down to it, it's really about the actions that you do yeah. and how you can help people out. So uh, that, that is a really good spot for us to kind of end on all that right. because people can check out the the Coffee Oasis. Um, all the links are in our stuff. And you can check out all of our uh, our Facebook pages and uh, well, other you. social media. Julie, thank you so much. Thank you for this. spending you, some time with fantastic. us. I enjoyed it. I would love to get you back on yeah. in the future for more events, but people can go to thecoffeeoasis.com. Yeah. There's events that are happening all the time. We just scratched the surface, but you can check out Hops for Housing. Hops for, the, for Housing. Housing. <laughs> and you can uh, do all of that. Um, thank you guys for listening to us. You can check out all of our stuff at gritcitypodcast.com. We've got our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash grit city podcast we get you a chance to get some cool shirts that jeff designs we've got a coloring contest that we're figuring out nice so jeff made a graffiti art that is on t-shirts now or can be and also he did just a black and white version that people can color we're gonna have a coloring contest and the we'll figure out prizes so if you have some suggestions uh stickers postcards maybe some shirts because those are the standbys but i don't know maybe we'll maybe we'll pitch in for a bidet or something for uh, something for our listeners (laughs) (laughs) i won this toilet on a podcast (laughs) podcast toilet about right that's kind of funny man we should send a bidet with a sticker on it yes (laughs) all right well we'll suss all that out you can go check out all that stuff if you uh know of anybody who's doing stuff in the community that should talk to us whether it be stuff for the community itself be cool breweries be just some sort of strange person who sells uh strange things on their etsy i don't give a crap i want to hear about tacoma go give us an email info at gritcitypodcast.com send your animal pictures to scott at (laughs) gritcitypodcast.com that way we can have some nice promotion Uh, materials for um 
uh, all of our listeners when Jeff makes the uh, little uh, announcement. We have a pets pets at gritcity. Scott.gritcitypodcast.com <laughs> is the best way to get through uh, all uh, of those. Send your animals, send your little <laughs> cutie pies with all of that. Um, you never asked about my astronaut photo. We didn't. Oh my God, we didn't. And I wanted to, and I forgot. So hold on. Okay. We got it. We got to stop down for a second. Now, you sent a picture mm-hmm. of you in a spacesuit right. that has official NASA stuff on it. And the first thing I said it was like, oh my God, we're going to have an astronaut on. <laughs> and then. And, and then, then we totally blanked on it because of all the other stuff that we've been talking about. You're yeah, you didn't in- read the you didn't read the sentence before right, about space dust. Uh, it was about the space dust IPA. Yeah, and I have completely forgotten about what the line was for it. I don't remember that, but I, your guest talked about like basically the moon is a bunch space of space dust. dust. Steve was, oh, was it Steve Dunkelberger? Yes, yeah. and I thought it was an dust. awesome statement. Like it stuck in my head, and then I went, oh, "I have a picture of me in my astronaut suit. I got to send it to him." So I, I, how did you, the astronaut suit, are you an astronaut? Are you an astronaut? I took a class on YouTube. No. <laughs> I was, I, was like, Damn it. I don't know. <laughs> One weekend I decided to you know, become an astronaut. I don't think that's how that works, but no, I, I'm not enough of an expert actually, to know. It's actually a, a green screen. Oh, but I uh, had the choice between either being, I, I'm sorry to break the, yeah, I'm not really an astronaut. I have actually had people literally at like, more even sincere than to be like, we, are, we, did you work for NASA? And I'm like, have you seen me do math? It it looks it looks it really looks good. Oh, it's right? super, and on top of that, what's even like, more funny Ooh. is if you know who Sally Ryder was, Sally yeah. Ride. I look a lot like her. Yes. And it, I was at an event where you had the option to be either in a uh, fighter jet, okay, or an astronaut. And I'm like, I am always going to choose to be an astronaut. <laughs> yep. I mean, it'd be great to be in a fighter jet, but astronaut has, and I recently, for my 50th birthday photo, I, I was a surprise party. That photo was the, um, was on the invitation. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, that was now, because you're like, and you didn't even ask about my astronaut thing. I was like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. We just completely forgot about, like, seriously, one of the most epic things. And then, okay, you let us down gently with that I one. So I feel a little my, bit better about okay, that. Okay, so I did have that as my Facebook profile photo for a while, and I got some of the weirdest phone, oh, weirdest <laughs> Facebook friend requests. Yeah. So from the flat earthers. Yeah. Right. Which we well, had on the podcast. That's my, ma- that's my mailman. He actually said to one of my neighbors, you know that the landing on the moon wasn't real. And he was not kidding. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to go back and listen and to our like, podcast mm-hmm. about that. He, yeah, would, okay. he would know he's a government employee. Yeah, so. that's true. Okay. I just think keep those you gotta keep those comments to yourself. <laughs> Julie, thank you so You're much welcome. for spending time with You're us. Welcome. You are welcome back anytime. Keep us updated. We will have you back on. But again, you're doing some amazing stuff. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. <laughs>